So can, I mean, can we take 45 customers, you know, paying on average $20,000 per year, that would put your monthly recurring revenue at like $80,000, $90,000 a month or about a million dollars. You are rate. listening to Conversations that with is, Nathan uh, Latt, that where is I sit down case. and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Eke Ustalo. He's the co-founder of Planyard with background in B2B software and cybersecurity, now tackling profitability and forecasting in larger construction companies to make sure they don't go out of business due to insufficient visibility. Follow along at planyard.com. Eke, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, let's go. All right. Now, did you come from construction or did you come from finance? Um, I mean, I pay, my background is um, IT, so... So software engineering and and cybersecurity, but but basically we we really we had friends and acquaintances who are in the construction industry and the pain that we got with our whole team, like with our from our acquaintances, the pain that we felt in the industry, we um, we just decided to tackle the problem. Interesting. So tell me sort of about a customer that's sort of paying you today and what they get when they pay you. Mm-hmm. So in um, let's say main contractors or general contractors usually they they have the biggest problems because their projects are the biggest they they often work on projects that are um that takes years to complete that's many millions often hundreds of millions right and they really just don't have any idea what's happening on their project right and and um, there are of course software solutions out there but some of them are so complicated that they are not used in the end and then the companies end up using excel right so basically to know whether they are profitable or not um they just do a lot of complicated exercises make mistakes there um and in the end many companies go bankrupt because of this and um, so what are these general contractors paying you on average per month to use your technology uh, it really varies right so um it it goes to up to tens of thousands uh, and some of the customers even we think will go to hundreds of thousands um so mm-hmm. it's very it depends really on the company profile and their revenue and so you said sorry 10 t- sort of maybe 10k per year up to you know a couple hundred thousand per year yeah depending on the company size yeah. i see and what do you mean by company size so someone paying you a lot of money they have more projects more headcount like what's the value metric um yeah so usually it really depends the the, com- the companies are run very differently right so some of them have, have their own forces some of them have a lot of employees but some of them just have huge projects right so they're building i don't know shopping centers worth of hundreds of billions so it's really we as a startup always uh, pricing is very difficult so it really it's it's a combination of all of these things basically okay but i imagine when you get in a negotiation with a large general contractor they say what's your pricing you can't sort of say like hmm, we want to figure out what to price against so that we can make the most amount of money right what's like your standard is it number of square feet they're constructing in a project is it the project value? Is it number of their full-time employees is it timeline to complete what's the um yeah so let's say let's say the biggest one is really the revenue or the volume of the project and then maybe the headcount as well right how big the team I see. comes on board I see. So, so it's sort of based off the pr- uh, shopping mall is going to be expensive to build. It's based off the 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 price to construct whatever the project is. The bigger the price, the more they pay you. Exactly, and the more projects, the the more also. 
I see. I see. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Um, and I guess again, 10 K to, you know, 300 K per year is a massive range. I understand you have people mm-hmm. on both sides, but what would you say your sweet spot is? Is it like a hundred K per year? Um, to be honest with these bigger companies, there's a lot of work. So actually the sweet spot is, is the lower end because oftentimes then we can really implement the customers very quickly, right? The very big, um, very big tickets are a lot of work. So that's okay. actually not the sweet spot. Um, okay. So somewhere in the lower medium end rather. Um, so so most customers, most, most customers, customers paying, you know, 20, $30,000 a year, then something like that. Yeah. yeah. I see. I see. Very cool. Okay. Give us the backstory here. Uh, what year did you launch the company? Um, I think when we fully launched 2018 or so, uh, I would say at some point, uh, then. when did you write the first line um, of code though? Yeah, maybe like the first MVP 2017, we, we did some experiments, right. Um, some very basic, um, I think Google sheets or like Google, um, presentation mockups with the customers. Um, but yeah, somewhere around there. So 2017, that's 2018. That's awesome. And then how long did it take you to get your first customer? We had actually, um, so we we don't do very extensive contracts with our customers. So we tried to keep the legal part simple. Um, so, but we had basically one of the first leads we had was already before we started doing anything. So we never went into a full-on agreement with them, like a full-on, like they are a customer, but we never made a contract with them in advance, but they were willing to pay before we did anything, right? So that shows also how big the problem is. Um, so we can say 2017, basically 2018 from the That's beginning. That's awesome. Uh, That's great. So then, I mean, were you able to use their money then to continue growing the business? Are you able to bootstrap or do you have to raise capital? Um, we are bootstrapped. Um, I mean, yeah, we used the money for various, um, we had some, um, we had more kind of employees and the interns, interns working at some point in the beginning, which we used the money for because we all of the founders basically had like side uh, jobs since we're bootstrapped, we needed to do something on the side. So we, we used money for that. But um, yeah, I would say the customer, uh, the revenues have, have made it possible to bootstrap. Uh, so that was your uh, first customer, 2017. How many customers are you working with now today? Um, I think it's around 40 customers, 40, 50 customers, something in that range. Okay, um, cool. And then you mentioned early interns and obviously growing the team, trying to be capital efficient. How many folks are on the team full-time today? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's a complex topic. So we're now actually only three people again. So we didn't raise money. We're in the in the process of probably raising money soon. Um, we are three three co-founders and we have um, kind of three, let's say, I don't know how to give a title, like consultant slash advisors also on board who work with us. Um, okay. So many of the people who started with us, um, it was a long process with bootstrapping. So many of them got very good offers in uh, like kind of, let's say the big, uh, equivalent to the big three or whatever uh, startups, so I or not startups, but the big tech companies, and I understand their decision to go from a slow tech, uh, slow growing startup to. So, a Aki, big tech company. do you do you and your three co-founders do you own the equals amounts of equity? It's thirty three, thirty three, thirty three. Um, it's pretty close to that. There's a slight deviance, but it's basically that. I see, I see, and you guys are all full time, right? Or are you doing side gigs? Exactly, exactly. Okay. Okay. So can, I mean, can we take 45 customers, you know, paying on average $20,000 per year, that would put your monthly recurring revenue at like $80,000, $90,000 a month or about a million dollar run rate. That is, uh, let's say that is the ideal case. Um, our pricing, we're, we're really in the process of figuring out the pricing. So, um, construction is kind of a periodical business and we have been experimenting with kind of 
project-based pricing, right? So, so they bring on one of the projects that they start um, on the platform, but not the past ongoing ones. So many of the customers are, are in the process of, let's say, upgrading, right? So they're not, that the potential revenue is the number I told you, but like at the moment they have a lower number because they just have one or two or three projects. Okay. On. Okay. So what are you guys doing more like, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 a month in revenue? Exactly. Uh, between I see. 10 and 20. Yeah. 10 and 20. Okay. That's still nice traction for a three person team. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. When you look back in, in last year in 2021, it sounds like you have maybe recurring revenues, but you also have like project-based stuff as well. If you add up your total yeah. revenue from last year, what were what'd you what'd you get above? What'd you beat? Mm. Good question. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, under 200k. Okay. Around that, but I mean it's growing all the time, and and between the. I mean, yeah, since it's smaller numbers, it's easy to double or triple them every year, but yeah. <laughs> up until some point, but yeah, something in that range. Uh, That's great. And so if you were doing sort of, you know, 200,000 ish in 2021, do you remember what you guys did in your first year of business back in 2018? Um, yeah, very little um, because we, the process, we didn't nail the, the biggest pain point, I think right away. So it took us a lot of time to kind of, um, uh, prototype and to test stuff. So I think it's really in the range of um, maybe 10K, 20K, something in that range, really. But that must have felt really good, right? Your your first thing, getting your first 20K of revenue? <laughs> For sure, yeah. I mean, the, the, we, we have a very international client base. So every kind of new continent or, or uh, country we achieve, I think those are even more somehow uh, fulfilling than maybe the first customer almost, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned, you sort of hinted at, you might be considering a raise right now. Why would you do that when you've bootstrapped so far and had some success? Um, it's slower, right? Um, we, we are not at the point to hire people. We have a lot of problems the customers are having. We have basically, we have like mockups of validated solutions. We have kind of, we, we, in most cases we know where to go, but it's just, we, we cannot do it with the three of us, right? It's, um, it's just too slow. Yep. Yep. No, understood. Uh, makes a lot of sense. So if you did go out and raise capital, how much would you try and target? Um, I think, I think around a million or so, uh, mm -hmm. but also like, um, we want to keep the percentage low that we give away, but we'll see, we'll see with the first round, how realistic it is. What do you want to keep it under in terms of how much you have to sell? I mean, as little as possible. So um, <laughs> under 10%, 50% would be ideal, but I don't think it's realistic. So we'll have to see how, how it is. Yeah, it's tough right now to raise capital. Obviously, really tough exactly. environment. So where are you based? Mm -hmm. So we are, um, I'm living in Switzerland, but 
the, all of the team is from Estonia, so it's very close to the to a very um, very very good neighbor. So it's it's a bit tricky now uh, with yeah. the, with the discussions that we've had. Yeah, yeah, interesting. We should celebrate, obviously, getting past 250000 bucks uh, in revenue. That's not an easy thing to do. So we're certainly rooting for you. But in the meantime, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Uh, number one, favorite business book. Um, predictable revenue. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Mm, yes. Um, there's a there's one guy. Um, He's doing like a payment um, payment thing on LinkedIn. He has very, let's say, is an American. He's a very socialist. Uh, I don't remember his name. You, I think you're thinking about Gravity Payments founder with the long hair. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Number three. Big, what? Um, yeah, sorry. What's your What's your favorite online tool for building Planyard? Um, I mean, for engineering side, it's Google Cloud, but um, but let's say um, actually, yeah, Google. Um, Google presentation tool uh, to make very simple mockups. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? As much as possible, eight, nine, ten. Okay, good. And situation, married, single, kids? Um, between single and married, let's say. Okay, not not married. Okay, no kids? Married, no. no kids. Okay, and how old are you? Uh, 30. All right, okay, last question here. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, always ask questions. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Planner.com launched because you had friends that were having issues forecasting their construction projects. Launched in first code in 2017. First customer 20, right when they started, basically, they had a customer pre-launch. They passed caught 20,000 bucks uh, of revenue in 2018. They did around 200,000 last year. Now doing about 20, you know, between 10 and 20,000 bucks a month in revenue with a team of three. So pretty darn capital efficient. Bootstrap today is serving 45 customers. Those customers are usually general contractors that use Planyard to plan their construction projects. Looking potentially right now at raising some capital, would like to sell something between 10 and 15% of the business for around a million bucks. We'll see what he decides. But acting in the meantime, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.